Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, back by popular demand, <laughs> you all asked for it. It's my dad, Jim. Be careful what you ask for; you might get it. He's back. Yeah. So you know uh, that old saying: it could always get worse. Yeah. It usually does when you say that. But it could get worse. Yeah, it could get worse. It That's could right. be worse. Anyway. So we're sitting here in the back room at Cigar Haven in Fishers, Indiana, and Rod. we met Rod, R-O-D, Rod. We, we met Rod. He's uh, the manager <laughs> here at Cigar Haven, and he was nice enough to give us uh, a couple of cigars that he wanted us to try. He specifically said, I want you guys to try these, and it's the uh, uh, Gran Habano uh, Corojo Number no. 5 Maduro, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't want me to know anything about this cigar. He, he said, I want you to try it, smoke it, and then he would tell me about it, so... Um, we're going to do that. So it's time to cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, if you're uh, looking for a Christmas gift for the cigar smoker in your life, um, or if you are the cigar smoker in your life and you want to play some hints with somebody, um, tell them to head on over to Dan the Man Ponder there at Riverman Cigar Company. He's got all kinds of great cigars and accessories and gifts and whatnot in uh, some packs, some nice some nice uh, gift packs. And then uh, the beauty of it is if, uh, let's say, your significant other doesn't want to actually go to the shop because, you know, maybe um you don't live local maybe they don't like going into the cigar shop for whatever reason but they still want to support what you like you can do mail order so just give them a call and they'll ship it to you right away that's riverman cigar company of crestwood missouri and with that it's time we go ahead and cut the cigar there we go i already did you did i noticed you prematurely cut i used my little clippy thing you brought me the other day little clippy thing yeah the the little little zycar oh yeah that's right that's right I forgot. And we'll give that a cut. And now we're moving on. I got my email from Calibri that they have their uh, uh, Black Friday uh, sale going on. So if anybody's looking for a uh, Calibri SV cutter like I have, I think they're on sale for like 60-something bucks. It's like 25% off. So, um, so do you go you out and shop like on Black Friday? Bu- Not really. Yeah. Not anymore. I used to do more of that, but it's just... Yeah. You can get it all online now for, you know, pretty much the same price and you don't have to leave the house. And and to be honest, I've also kind of been a lot more like less is more kind yep, of yep. mentality the last little bit. So yeah. I don't I don't need all this stuff. I don't like going in stores anymore. I, <laughs> oh, at, I understand that. I, I'm at I'm at the point where it's like I don't even want to leave the house. Put me in a put me in a store. We go. We'll go someplace and I'll wait in a the car. There's, <laughs> there's nothing in there I need to put up with. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. So you're not going to be getting anything for me that was bought on Black Friday. That's okay. I'm just giving you that message now. Okay. I know you have high expectations, but no. No, I mean, you know, whatever. All this stuff, and that's the other thing. The stuff I need, they don't put on sale. You know? That's by purpose. Yeah. It's like, I don't need junk. I need, the stuff I need, it never goes on sale. So it's like, you know, it's fine. But cold draw time. You just say a cold draw? Hmm. Um. There's like 
I don't no, know. I'm, you're lost on me for flavor. I told you that last time I was on the right. Not a, not at all. You, you can't not not pick up any sort of flavor note whatsoever. If you're tobacco, okay. No, um, it's like a like a a slight dried like tart cherry. Okay. There's like a little tart cherry to it. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I also get self-conscious about that. I'm like, am I making this shit up or is it actually true? You're making this shit up. I don't don't know. I don't think so. You know that. I don't think so. Sometimes. (laughs) No. Mr. Jonathan flat out said right here on the cigar pulpit that I have a good palate, so... And he's the one coming up with really weird shit, so I don't know. If- I want to know what kind of a person would name their child Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I, it just, yeah. I think it's more of the, just the pretentiousness of, you know, demanding I that guess. people call I, you I, Mr. I mean. It's like calling him Duke or Sir I guess or I could go, you know. Mr. Mr. Nick just doesn't sound Mr. right, though. Yeah, don't go there. No. You need... I think you need the longer multi-syllable name to go along with it. I don't think it works well with. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mr. Jonathan. He's a renaissance man. I actually enjoy listening to him. He is a hoot. So I have a little. Come on. There we go. Hmm. All right. I think we're cooking now. Um, it's nice. I was say it's a little smoke sack off the front. I'm trying to just kind of keep it going there. I'm a little paranoid. It seemed like it wanted to slightly go out there in the very beginning, but it's doing all right now. Um, Good. anyway, so yes, yeah, since you've been on, uh, we've had multiple people make requests for you to come back. They, uh, for various reasons. Um, Mostly because they're nuts. One caller, <laughs> one caller specifically said that he thinks you need to do a, like, curmudgeon segment um, detailing, you know, what you're, uh, what, what you're curmudgeonly about this time. You damn kids get off my yard. Exactly. That, that sort of thing. Um, we had one listener specifically say that we need to do an Ask the Boys episode with you and Mr. Jonathan. So, you know. Since you like Mr. Jonathan so much, I may have to try and arrange that at some point. That could be interesting. Uh huh. But um, yeah. All right. That's where we're at. So, so in terms of you know, we're coming into Thanksgiving. Like this episode is dropping what two days before Thanksgiving. So you know, we're coming into Thanksgiving here. People have a lot of family coming into town. Um, you know, you have to deal with. With uh, family in the house and that sort of thing. Not just me. I mm-hmm. mean, like, you know, I'm talking like the people that have like family, big families that come in and it's right. a whole giant ordeal. Um, I don't know. Like, what are, do you have any holiday, you know, pet peeves that we need to uh, address? Why are you? Why do I feel like you're teeing me up? I'm not teeing you um, up. I'm trying to tee you up. Slightly, no, but I, just, you, I don't know. You know no, <laughs> it, it's like you and I were speaking the other day. If you look at our family, yeah, all right, my, my family tree. Obviously, my parents are both yeah. gone. All right. If you look at myself, my siblings, siblings with spouses, and 
out of my three siblings, one of them have children, the other two don't. You look at those children and then their kids. So you go from the family tree to you and your brother. And, and that generated. Correct. <clears throat> I think I, I tallied up. There's only like 26 of us. So we're not a big crew just in general. My uh, yeah. yeah, my whole genetic line could be dead in a bus crash if we ever go someplace <laughs> like that. And, and and it's sad. You know, well, I say that tongue good, in cheek. Yeah. It, it's sad when you look at that. You're going, well, well, shit, you know, we could get the whole family together in one room. Mm-hmm. About this size. Not not a not a big room. I was saying so, we wouldn't need to rent a giant hall. The other, yeah, right? Yeah. The other thing, too, is we're spread out. Yes. Just enough. Just, just just enough that it makes it difficult, and just enough that the family is fine. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes when you have family too close, it's too close. There's a, there's some truth to that. Family shares too much, and and sometimes, <laughs> you know, as they say, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family or whatever. Pick your nose, I don't know. But I, I, I think I, I think sometimes family infringes a little bit more where they shouldn't. And just step back a bit. Well, our family's been good at that. Yeah. I don't know half the stuff about my two of my siblings. I'm very close to my oldest brother. But but I don't care. They don't need to know my business. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes sometimes you force families together for, for holidays. And it causes more problems than it ought to. Well, yeah. That's where you get the stereotype of, you know, don't talk about politics at the dinner table. Don't talk about, you know, blah, blah, <laughs> blah and all that. And, and, and uh, you know, that, that that's... That's exactly it. You get everybody together and suddenly you have fights and this and that and whatever. It's my humble belief. Uh Uh-oh. Holidays are for children. Okay. And I think we're losing that. All right. As you've gotten older, do you care so much about Christmas? You putting a tree up this year? You going to decorate the place? Oh, God, I haven't put a tree up since I moved out. We had that debate the other day. Do we want to put put a tree up? No. And my reply was, Why? I mean, first of all, we're going on. I have a, a wreath route. on my door. Well, so do we. You've, it's about it. You've seen yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. saw it the other day. We're, we're going to be gone for a period of time in December, and you and you say, okay, well, you put a tree up. Then the three weeks got to take the damn thing down. Yeah. Well, there comes a point where you're going, okay, uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> if there were little kids, you know, if Max, oh well, yeah, if I mean, Max, gotta... were, if you were bringing Max up, you bet your ass there'd be a tree up. There'd be shit all over the house. Yeah. And Max would walk in, and he would be happy. All right. So holidays, in, in, in particular Christmas, it's for little kids. Yeah. All right. And the reason being is because you want to transfer to them so that they continue that feeling as they get older and they pass it to the little kids. Holidays for little kids. The magic of Santa Claus. Let the kid find out on yeah. his own. Don't destroy it for him. All right. Same thing with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is where little kids get exposed to their family. They may meet family members they haven't seen for months or years or ever. Yeah. If they're, you know, whatever. So adults get together and, and fights start and disagreements. You know, this whole, and you're, and you're right, the whole thing about politics. God, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about the politics. You can come over, but don't you even, <laughs> don't even mention Mr. Magoo. And, 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 and fortunately for us, three out of four of us. Yeah. All, all fall on that same line. Yeah. Right. So, and we know who we're talking about. I know. Um, <laughs> so the adults get together and and they kind of quibble on, on, on meaningless crap and, and opinions are shared. And the little kids are just happy to see the other little kids. And the little kids are just happy to see that they have a family and little kids are treated. Yeah. Holidays are for little kids. Same thing for Easter. 
All right, you get up, you go to church. Little kids get the Easter stuff. Yeah, the baskets and the egg hunts and right, all that sort right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So to get back to the point is, fortunately or unfortunately, geographically, we're just dispersed enough that we don't feel that forced effort of having to get together because of the holiday. So, no, we'll have a small turkey. Janet and I, you know, she bought a little one for like $125 now. Um, <laughs> and it's like 15 bucks or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make the same place we'll make. she got the gelatos. The little right. Gelatos, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't remember that third flavor. Right. It was um, pumpkin spice. Yeah. Pumpkin yeah. spice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Pumpkin spice. It was a good idea for one year. Uh. Move on. Um, so we'll, we'll have dinner. The best part of turkey are the leftover sandwiches. Oh, I've seen all kinds of creative stuff with the leftovers this year. People are getting good on the like in the Instagram reels and things like that. I saw some guy had made sushi, and they took um, technically it was chicken skin from like a rotisserie. Is it sushi? Well, no, come on. But they, but they they did that, and then they laid out um, uh, stuff stuffing. Yeah, stuffing. Right. Mashed potato and um, gravy and cranberry, and then they rolled it and they cut it in the little rolls. You know, like a sushi roll, and then that in, sounds good, but that's not sushi. Well, it's a sushi-ish sushi. Sushi kind of is thing. like it's the, raw stuff. It's the premise, but and you don't want raw turkey. Then the other one I saw that was really kind of neat, and I actually liked this one better. They took a um, uh, tortilla, and they kind of just hit it with a little bit of like butter, right? Just something to make something stick. Put it in breadcrumbs, and then they put it on a wire rack, put it in the oven to crisp it up. So they made like a taco shell, you know, right. out of this. And then in the taco shell, that's when they put the leftover turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the cranberry. And they made the Thanksgiving tacos. That looked tasty. That's smart. That looked tasty. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. But it's the leftovers, I think, is where the value of, of the turkey is. But if you're only getting like a little turkey thing. There's then plenty you're not... of leftovers. Okay. I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. It's not a big meal. I could put a hurting on a bird. Yeah, well. I, I, ha- I have I many do, times. I do like the Thanksgiving. That's the that's the other thing. See, is, and that's like, my, yeah, who cares? I've said it on the show already, and and I'll say it again. That's why I like Christmas more or uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving more than Christmas. It's like you get all the trappings of 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 everything at right. Thanksgiving, but you don't have to worry about the gift giving. There's no gift giving commitment whatsoever with with you know Thanksgiving. And, you know uh, what I, I like. appreciate that. And you and you know you know this. You know what I like about Thanksgiving. Hmm. It's three letters. Starts with P. Mm, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You are a pie connoisseur. I love pie. I love two kinds of pie. Okay. Pie with ice cream and pie without ice cream. Oh, okay. I thought That's you were going to say like hot pie, cold pie. No, no, I don't yeah. give a shit. Just pie. Okay. And it's like I've told you in the past is anybody can make a cake. Go buy a box. <laughs> right? You don't go buy a box and make a pie. You can buy a shell, but you, you still got a shell. Anybody can make a cake. Idiots make cakes, and and pies t- pies are special. You know when you get a pie, you're going, "Damn, this is all right." Okay. I recall, I recall, you were recently in Casey, Illinois, mm-hmm. and you went to this. I did weird little place out in the middle of friggin' nowhere, the oil out, field out, cafe, and there are actually oil fields in that area, uh-huh. and it smells like oil there, right? Uh-huh. And you said, "Oh, the burger was good, but they had pie." But the pie was really right, good, right? Yep, pie is a special thing. Here's the other. And this is and, and, and this is an unofficial study that I've done just by conversating with, okay. with buddies and guys. Guys like pie, girls like cake. Oh. That's why you have a wedding cake because the bride picks the damn thing. If you, you leave it up to the guy, there's gonna be like pie. 
Wedding pie everywhere. That's valid. Anytime you can get a pie, it's special. And that's the only really good reason for Thanksgiving. Because you can get turkey any time of year. Yeah, but pie. like. Yeah, but there's something about that Thanksgiving turkey, though. Nah. I just, I don't know. So do you watch football? You kill the day watching games on TV? Eh, I'll have it on because there's usually nothing else on, but. You you won't find football on TV. This year, um, uh, the high school that I cover for my newspaper, they're marching in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, you know, I'll probably sell that out. And where I live in Fishers, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming to you now. We're alive. Fisher's High School is in the parade. I learned. Are this, they really? I learned that this morning. Yeah, they're all rehearsing and all stuff. Yeah. Ah, that's so, cool. Yeah. So yeah. we both have a reason to watch. No, the O'Fallon kids, they've been traveling, and yep. I, I think the first round of them just made it to New York today. So. There you go. Yeah. So, so yeah. well, very cool. So, yeah, there will be no football. I'll have the parade. I always watch the parade just because. And pie. You're not watching the Colts? Why? <laughs> Okay, let's uh, okay. Let, right. let's go there. All right, un, un, unlike <laughs> unlike your your buddy, what what's it, Mike Brinker. Mike Brinker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the NFL lost me many years ago. Mm. Um, for multiple reasons, I moved. Well, originally from where you live, St. Yeah. Louis. When I was a kid, St. Louis man, Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. Jim Hart, who by the way is a graduate of Carbondale, SIU, SIU in Carbondale, where you and I both went. Yep. Um, I was a Cardinals fan when I was a kid growing up. Green Bay Packers, man. Bart yeah. Starr was it. Okay. He was my hero. I was a Packer backer back when I was a kid. Not a fudge packer, backer backer. <laughs> All right. And I never and and I, and when the Cardinals moved from St. Louis, mm-hmm. it's like good riddance. I don't care. You know, you want you want to fill the stadium, remove three fourths of the seats. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the way it was back then. Moving here to Indy, and I got here just about the time the Peyton Manning era started. Okay. I got to meet Peyton yeah. Manning at a golf outing. He was just a wonderful young man at the time, very generous with his time. And it was fun then because you knew you had a chance. Yeah. All right. Peyton Manning made this city football. Yeah. In my mind, anyway. Um, then, and, and the whole thing with him going to Denver, I, I understand all that. Then we had Andrew Luck come in, and boy, he was it. Yeah. But he didn't have an offensive line. He had his bell rung too many times, Yeah, and he did exactly what I would do. Hey, he gave it up. Yeah. Screw you guys. I'm tired of getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to give me an offensive line, I quit. Yeah. God love the kid. I mean, he was hurt more than he should have been. Yeah. Anybody should have been. And we've been shit since. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring in an old old guy, you bring this guy, you bring in this guy. We drafted this kid this year. And he had a history of injuries, and we drafted him anyway. Well, shit, he's out with surgery now. He's not done. For, he won't be back the rest of the year. Yeah. The backup quarter, quarterback's doing a phenomenal job, I think. But he's not getting the credit and the glory. We're all worried about Anthony Richardson. Well, who gives a crap? Yeah. And the Colts, oh, we're building. We're building. Well, how many eras can you build until you realize we suck? We're never going to win a Super Bowl again. And why bother watching? That's so it, it, it's and we we had a good week this past weekend, yeah. It was a bye week, um, <laughs> but 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 that's the premise of this thing is, it's like it's the Colts, and everybody rallies around and they'll go we're rebuilding, and I feel, I feel it's sad for the fans. It's a pathetic product right now, and I stem it all back to Ballard, who's the general manager, Jim Irsay. Well, that could be a whole show. <laughs> he just bought Eric Clapton's guitar 
at an auction for like 1.2 something million. Was it you telling me about him and his guitars? Oh my God, this guy! Somebody was telling me about him and his guitar collection. You can Google it. The Jim Mertz. All your listeners, Jim Mertz collection. Look it up on Google. Hmm. This guy has got the preeminent number one. Absolutely, my God! How can you afford that many things? He's a billionaire, first of all. Well, yeah. But he's got the top number one collection of memorabilia guitars and shit in the in the world. And he bought the Eric Clapton guitar for like one point something. And I'm looking at that going. Buy a good general manager. Yeah. Ballard had a good run in Kansas, but boy, he hasn't done pistol here. (laughs) And it's it's, it's just until they until they show they have the ability of taking the lead and maintaining it. Yeah. Who cares? Pacers are doing fine. Basketball as well. But you add all that. I just I'm not a big I'm not. See, I'm not either. I don't watch I don't watch the NBA to me is the same as the NFL. And it's just politics. And I'm done with that crap. I want to watch and not have that in my face. I think, well, that's part of it. I think also part of it is you and I both coming from the St. Louis area, not having, although you, when were the Hawks in St. Louis? Were you around for that? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember the time frame. Yeah, I was a kid. That was the ABA. Because I know I I never had, I never had basketball in St. Louis. That was pre-U. That was the ABA days with the red and blue, red, white, and blue ball. Yeah, that that goes way back. Um, But, uh. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm just basketball. See, here's the other thing. thing: hockey. Okay, yeah, that's not a big thing in Indy, but in St. Louis, it's huge. For, first of all, I have to do this. I apologize, Luke. Hockey, really? <laughs> Keep it up there, eh? <laughs> we have a hockey. Sorry, eh? <laughs> Fit, again, Fisher's Indiana, uh-huh. hotbed of development and growth. We're building a hockey arena. Yeah, I in, mean, in like one of the biggest ma- locations. Making center, it happen, I guess. Right? We have, I don't even know their name, the hockey, the indie, whoever hockey flames the fire, the well, whatever I don't know. it is. Well, I don't know. I think, they're, I think they play in the micro league. They're okay. not even in the minor leagues. They're the like. Super NFL, low level. Yeah, you got the NHL and then what? Yeah. And they're building this hockey arena. Why? Because they're going to be able to use it for other events. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be like concerts and, and whatever. Oh, You we'll don't see. build a hockey yeah. arena in a place where, yeah, what, 11,000 fans? Yeah. And that, you know, and, and God love them. I know it's development and it's all wonderful. Here I am curmudgeoning. But, it, <laughs> but it's like, I've never gotten into hockey. I've been to a couple of games. It's fast. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I you know I've gone to a couple. See, of blues. you got the blues though, and that's. Different. I would say I've gone to a couple blues games. Big difference. And that is a lot of fun. Um, I think it's more fun to watch than it uh, in person than on TV. Oh, without a doubt. Some right. sports that's not the case though. I mean, um, uh, arguably football. I, I like the football game experience being at the game. But if you actually want to watch the game, watch it on TV. TV's way better to watch it. And baseball, don't get me started. Baseball is a whole nother one where, you know, when you go to the baseball park and you do the baseball game experience in person, the game is not what you're necessarily there. See, what for. you're telling me is exactly what I think. It's fun to be in an event. Yeah. It's fun to be at something. But it. The, the game is cares? not the who, thing. Who cares that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I if agree. you want to watch the actual game, I think TV is the way to go. Right. Right. Um, I agree. However, with hockey, I think watching that on TV, it's 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 all right. I mean, I don't know. There's going to be a couple guys that are going to fight me on this yeah, one. Yeah, Luke. 
Well, I got Luke's going to hard check you against uh, the glass. There's a handful one. of people in yeah. St. Louis I know that are going right. to have some some words about this too. But yeah, it's just one of those. It's just not my thing. Um, now again, and maybe this is going to back to the point of it's more fun being at an event, right? When you're at, let's say, the cigar lounge and they've got the game on and you know, multiple people sitting around and you're all yakking and watching and when something happens, everybody's cheering. That's fun. But it's not fun at home watching it by yourself. Not really. No. You got to be. So it's, no. it's the play. Like my neighbor, he'll do that. I'll hear him through his patio door. He'll be sitting there just by himself with his dog watching sports all night long. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. I just. It's not. My you know thing. how pathetic and sad that sounds, though. He loves it, but the it's dog, not my thing. And, and I guarantee you, the dog doesn't bring a lot to the conversation. No. He doesn't give a shit. No. Sam, dog wants to fetch the Sam's, ball. <laughs> Sam's pretty quiet. Yeah. Dog goes, oh, but, there's the ball. Uh, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, yeah, it's, it's what you, you grow know. up with. And that's the thing. It's 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 all preference. Well, you see, and, here's the other one. And all that. It, it, it's baseball. Yeah. Baseball. That was everything when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up and and your grandfather would sit with the with the ball game on. Yeah. We didn't watch it on TV. It wasn't broadcast on TV at the time necessarily. But the radio. He would listen to Jack Buck on the radio. Yeah. And that was big stuff. I would sit with him and we would just listen to the ball. Well, that was, you know, Lou Brock and and Bob Gibson. I remember Bob Gibson pitching back then. And and it's just like that era of the St. Louis Cardinals in the 60s and the dominance back then. I don't care where I live. I'm always going to be a Cardinal fan. I I, I don't know the team players as much as I used to, admittedly, but I'll be a Cardinal fan until I die. You know, I don't have any memorabilia other than, you know, well, I do. Yeah. As you know, I, you know, the Stan Musial so, personal autograph balls and bats. And yeah. I got to meet Stan Musial, which is probably one of the cooler things in my life, you know, and hung out with Al Rab- the Mad Hungarian. Mad Hungarian. He and I were yep. golfing buddies for a few years there. And, you know, so, I mean, I rubbed elbows with some of the big dogs. And it was, it, it mattered to me because I grew up with some of those names, Red Shandeast and, you know, those guys. But. I just baseball, unfortunately, is starting to go the wayside. They're starting to make changes to make it more exciting and play faster. And it's like you're ruining the concept of the game. Don't make it something just to accommodate our short attention span. Well, and that's exactly it with pitch clocks and everything else. Right. Yeah. Making the bases bigger, whatever the bullshit is. they did. (laughs) Really? I was like, no, make them littler. So you have to work harder. So, but yeah, it's just. Well, uh, you know, somebody once told me. That golf would be more fun to watch on TV if they had uh, live fire going at the same time, you know. And I think that applies to some sport, other sports. I think I think if you had the threat of mortars in the outfield, I think baseball could be a much more landmines. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you don't know if that base is loaded. It's like, oh, you know, is he gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, is he going to make it to the second base or is the right. bouncing Betty going to get him? You know, that sort of thing. But you, you see, know? It's like, now, now, now you're on to golf. Let's yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. Live golf. <laughs> um, is that the competitive yeah, it's league a, thing yeah, or whatever? It's the yeah. one that's backed by Saudi Arabia and Greg Norman and you play a round of golf. 54 holes, not 72, mm-hmm. and they win like $4 million. They want to ruin a game, have rock and roll playing in the background and beer everywhere, and I'm surprised they don't have mortars. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's like the gentleman's game My of golf. smoke is yeah, going, going right, right at, at you. <laughs> it's like the gentleman's game of golf. They've got a really nice ventilator right yeah, there, but sucking it's it my way. sucking it right there. Um, so, anyway. But even that's being ruined just because of viewership. 
I think yeah. I think Top Golf has ruined golf. Really? Let's go to that one. Okay, yeah. As somebody as somebody who lives on a golf course, say, yeah. As somebody who's always finding golf balls in his yard, yeah. As somebody who's found golf balls over his house in you his front yard, you even stopped counting this year. I Normally, do. you I don't, even, I don't even count anymore. I don't say every what year you have, prior to now. What you, you have are all these people going to Top Golf. They have a little bit of drink and fun, and they just whack the shit out of the ball. Mm. Well, just because you can hit a ball hard and far doesn't mean it goes straight. So you've got these people who go, I know how to well, play golf. It's the golf. happy Gilmore syndrome. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to play golf. I go to top golf. No, you don't. <laughs> you have no idea about golf management. How, do you, how when sometimes on a par five, you want to tee off with a five iron, not a driver. You're not going to get there in two because you're not Tiger Woods. And, and, and that's what's annoying is they see these guys on TV and they're hitting 325-yard drives. Well, I can hit a 325. Yeah, but can you hit a fairway? The answer yeah. is no. Yeah. And you can't putt worse shit and you can't get out of a bunker. And it's ruined that game, too, because it's it's become it, – it, they're trying to entice people in, but they're not training them to play the game well. And it's only good when you're playing well. Okay. There's another – unpopular opinion so all you top golf guys who think you want to go play golf go take lessons before you get on a real course because i pro i promise you people who have played golf for a long long time they're annoyed with you i started playing when i was what 17 okay so going on what 50 years now i've been playing oh i've been playing golf 50 years I was um, going to let that just go. But, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but that, let that go. But, the, but that's the thing is if you don't take pride in how well you play, don't play. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. you were talking, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this because I don't know how many of your neighbors might listen, <laughs> but you were saying, none. Okay. Well, then you were saying that you like to play golf with p- people that are better than you because you have to raise your game to some of the, so, a higher level. And I hate to do this to Ken again, but I'm, I'm going to go back. Oh, God. <laughs> when. Because Ken work, does listen. <laughs> I know he does. Oh, he is so going to hate me. No, no, he won't. No, 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 he won't. No, he won't. This is, this is a nice story. When, when Ken, when I was working with, when I was doing that, that event. Yeah. And Ken was at Chateau Alain. The, the pro there with Jeff Sarazen. Gene Sarazen, the squire. Who won the Masters years ago? He's legendary. I was like, the I've sh- heard that the name. Shot that heard, name the shot heard the around the world. Yeah. Gene Sarazen. Jeff is his grandson. Okay. Jeff Sarazen at the time missed the Nike Tour by one stroke, which oh. is heartbreaking. Yeah. All right. Jeff Sarazen was a hell of a golfer, and I was fortunate enough. Ken and I were fortunate enough to play with Jeff a couple of times. At uh, beautiful golf courses there. Yeah. And to stand there and watch. Him hit a golf ball was different. You know, it, it, we were hitting the same damn ball, and he's hitting a five iron like I am. I don't know how he did it. I have no idea how mm. how, how this guy can do that. And and there there's a major difference between good and bad golfers because when you play with somebody like Jeff Sarazen did, and like some of the other guys that I was blessed to play with when we lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. You have to elevate your game because you, you watch them and you learn and and you play to mirror what they're doing the best you can. So your game does this. And for a while, when we lived down Weston Hills, yeah. you, you played those courses. Yeah. That one course was the Honda Classic. They played there for a few years. Oh, wow. So the PGA Tour actually played where you played, right? Okay. 
And and I'm not good, for the record. I'm not good. And that's the time when I was playing. But two, I also don't put in the effort and time I was for playing it. two or three times a week. I was yeah. in the driving range. We lived in the community. Yeah. And I got down to about a seven handicap. All right. In the scheme of life, that's better than most, but not as good as I wanted to be. Okay. All right. And I hadn't played now. You have frozen shoulder, and then the ne- that got better, and then my left shoulder went out on me mm-hmm. for a few years. So for a period of about 10 or 15 years, and and when you're busy with business, you know yeah. you, don't, you don't play as much. You know, and I'm trying to get companies up and going, and I'm launching new products, and I'm traveling and all that. And I hadn't played, you know, for a number of years. Well, some of it is still memory, all right? And when you can... When you can get out and your game is at a certain level and you don't play for a while, you don't completely go to shit. You go to hell, but you don't completely go to shit. And and your game is still probably better than a lot of the others. Okay. Well, I've got neighbors. My, I, 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 we, you know the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the guys are... I know your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And fortunately, I'm not the oldest in the neighborhood yet. <laughs> you know, they're dying off, but I'm not there yet. And um, I've noticed in the last year... Oh, yeah, I'll have to get out sometime. Nobody ever nobody ever does. Nobody ever calls me. I, and it's like, I'm not going to call and pester them. Yeah. You know, it's like, let you know, let me join their, their outing kind of a thing. We were at a party, as I was telling you. We were, we were at a, a birthday party a while back, and somebody was, oh, we'll have to play sometime. And this other person, yeah, last time I played with Jimmy, he goes, oh, I haven't played in a year. And he comes out and shoots an 83. <laughs> and I got thinking about that. And I thought, Son of a bitch. That's why he hasn't wanted to play with me for a year Because you kicked his ass. <laughs> and I'm thinking, to hell with it then. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I'm, you know, I'll go play by myself. I love a nine-hole round. I'll play 18 by, you know, two cigars front and back. There you go. And it's like, and, and it's sad, but I like playing with people who are better than me because they, they force you to try to do better. Mm-hmm. If you want to suck, go play with anybody, I guess. So, so yeah, that's. That's that. Okay. All right, then. Well, speaking of your neighbors, oh, I, I have to ask, Have does your HOA not have a rule about jack-o'-lantern lights being out after Halloween? You can plead the fifth if you'd like, but I, I, I noticed it. And uh, the lamppost in this... The there lamppost are, with a big yes. jack-o'-lantern. In all fairness, there plastic are, things there are two. Are, there are two. It's I not know, just, they copied each other. It's not just the one house. There's and I'm really house. disappointed with the guy across the corner because he owns a 2017 Corvette Grand Sport. You would think he would have better taste than to do that, but he, he would. Doesn't. Yeah. But, but they both have So, it. as a Corvette owner, I'm disappointed in him. But the one next door to you also has all the other shit. And what's interesting <laughs> is I get a letter from the HOA that my tree is impeding pedestrians on the sidewalk. Please mm-hmm, trim it. Mm-hmm. There was that one, and you also got that letter about how your tree was too small. So we had a tree. <laughs> it was a red bud. When we bought the house, there were trees everywhere. And we've lost a few, you know, because of some something or other killing blue spruces. And every tree ever removes like five to, $500 to $750 after yeah. now. So we had a tree that died along in that little stretch of grass between the sidewalk and the, and the road. Yeah. Well, the HOA rule says you have to have a tree there. So I put a tree there. I put a locust. We bought a locust tree. Yeah. Put it in there. I get a letter that says your tree is not the proper diameter. It needs to Meaning be. Meaning the trunk is too. Right. Yeah. It yeah. needs to be two inches. And mine wasn't apparently. So I get a letter that my tree is not 
So I and call, trees aren't cheap. No, seven hundred fifty bucks okay. to have that to have a like a seven foot, eight foot locust tree installed. All right. <laughs> either I re, either I replace that tree, or they will replace it and bill me for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I called the guy. And I said, well, my tree's not big enough. He goes, no, the diameter is only about an inch and a half. To it, my reply is, and you measured it? Yeah. Well, no, it's just smaller. We know that. I said, well, here's what you can do. You can either come out and stroke it and make it bigger. <laughs> give it a little bit. I'm serious. Yeah. I said, or you can give Get it a tree year. fluffer out or of you, Or you can give yeah. it a year, and yeah. let's see how big he gets. Yeah. I never heard back from him again. So now I've got this locust tree that's like five or six years old. And this friggin' thing is, I don't know, 20, 30 feet tall. And branches are everywhere. And I like locust trees because when they shed their leaves, they're little and they blow away. You don't have to rake them. There you go. So now I'm getting letters that my tree is impeding the sidewalk. So we wrote back that said, what about all the other trees on the main boulevard that you're responsible for that need trimming as well? Mm-hmm. So we trimmed it. And Janet actually emailed the guy and said, it's trimmed sufficiently now that Bigfoot can walk under it and not have to duck. <laughs> and we got a very nice, polite email back said, thank you. A lot of people don't follow up. So I'm still getting poked at from my poor little schmuck tree in the front yard. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, it looks like the backyard or the, or the back parking lot of a Walmart garden center next door. <laughs> yes. They, they've got gargoyles. It's like they've got. The tombstone. Look at the tombstone. They've got red and green and purple and blue lights shining up trees year round. Year round. They've got windmills and shit. Yeah, wind yeah. socks, wind. <laughs> I guess all that's allowed, even though in the HOA regulations it says no statues, and you're only allowed to have Christmas lights up from December first to January fifteenth. And regardless, so either they're getting letters and they've got a hell of and an attorney. Him. Are the, are they're not? Oh, getting, that's true. Are yeah. they not getting letters? I don't know. But I have I, I've had neighbors tease me about living. Even I have a neighbor right now. He's sitting out in the other room. So yeah, Kevin. He's in. And he, how's your neighbors doing? <laughs> I even get crap from my neighbors about living next to these people. <laughs> well, yeah, because they are the most. Uh, yeah. Colorful house in the okay, neighborhood. Well, okay, we'll go with that. I mean, yeah. with with the with the random lights and yeah, you know, and, and and yes, I want to I want to take a brief second. You mentioned a tombstone. It legitimately is a tombstone. A tombstone. Sure I mean, looks like it to me. It's like a, so it's a, 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 a what Celtic cross. That's what she told me. She goes, "It's not a tombstone. It's a Celtic cross." To it, my reply was, "I didn't know the Celtic population in Wheeling, West Virginia, was so dense <laughs> that you would have brought it with you here." It's a it's a damn tombstone. It is. It is. It's funny. And I'll probably be buried under it. It's funny. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah. Uh, HOAs. You want to gripe about something? Let's talk about it. <laughs> HOAs can take your damn house. They can put a lien on your house. If HOAs have regulations that will override law. The, the city. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really? These are people who have a, who have an inferiority complex who want to be bosses, and they run for the HOA board, and they become president of the HOA. And it's like, who the hell are you that you can tell me what color my front door can be? And, and, and let me step back. HOAs have value because it keeps some imagery of the neighborhood clean. Well, yeah. You know, so I'm not say, living it's, next it's to not, some, you know, whatever. But, but it's damn when, it. It's when they go too far. 
Yeah. When we lived in Florida, we we had a row of trees, bushes in back of the neighbor, in back of the house, separating the backs of the house and my backyard, their backyard. So like a fence. Well, like, but it, a, it, a but natural. It, fence. it was an it was bushes. Yeah. We had a letter that said you need to trim your bushes. Huh. To it, River Bag is not in my bush. It was on the neighbor's property, mm-hmm. and we got another letter saying either trim or you get a five thousand dollar fine. <laughs> I'll have them removed for a thousand dollars. That I know? was going to say, but it took us—I don't know—three months to convince them. Come out, look at the survey line. It's not my bush. It's not my bush. Sue the yeah. guy behind me, not me. Yeah. So HOAs have this tendency of just randomly shooting at people. Yeah. And and I've seen the guy. He drives around in his in his car. He's got this emblem on the side, like you know. Oh, he's got an official vehicle, Barney Five. You know? oh. And and he sits in front of houses and he's got his notes. And he writes. And he was in the front of the house one time. And I looked out and I said, I walked out in the front yard and I stared at him. And he just drove on. <laughs> you know, it's like, so yeah. So what I'm hearing. So, so yeah, I, I look forward to the decoration. Because it's right right around at the end of every holiday, they put up the next holiday's decorations. Yeah. So come Friday morning, that that pumpkin head. Yeah. He'll come down in this, and the snowman yeah, head will snowman go up. Head. And all the, all the turkey stuff and all that else. That'll all go away. It'd be Christmas. Well, you remember when you were up here last time, they yeah. had skeletons and all kinds of spooky oh, shit yeah, in the yeah, front yeah. yard. That's all gone. Now you got turkey stuff. So that'll all be Christmassy stuff. I just can't imagine the amount of storage they must need for all these they decorations. Have, like, they have one or two off-site storage lockers of shit. Do they really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And, and <laughs> they're constantly moving boxes. Amazon, she must be getting Christmas cards from Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Amazon delivers there, I mean, like clockwork three times a day. Wow. So yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Neighbors, right neighbors. Um, so speaking of your HOA, so what I'm before we stop with the HOA, are you are you really just are you running for the you, HOA? You should are run. You poking should, it. should run for the HOA. Okay, so years ago, <laughs> I didn't know there was a story attached to this. You should run for the HOA. Years ago, when we first moved to Indy, you remember the house we had? Yeah, it was at the end of a cul-de-sac. Yeah, and the house that was in front of us. They put lights along their driveway. Okay. You know, like decorative lights. Yeah. All right. I could do shadow puppets in my front, all the rooms. <laughs> I could do shadow puppets based on their lights, right? Uh-huh. So I thought, eh, HOA meeting, they invite people to come. So I went. Yeah. What I learned that night is they don't give a crap what I have to say. Because I raised my hand. I said, I want to talk about the landing strip lights that I've got installed in front of my house. And... What we can do to prevent that. Nobody cared. I was told afterwards that they would respect me if I didn't come back. They literally said they would prefer that I not attend another meeting. Really? And I learned flat out right then and there. HOA likes happy horseshit, like swim clubs for the kids <laughs> and this and that. They don't want to have to deal with real issues. But yet they're going out and finding people and sending letters and that kind and, of crap. And those So are, they're doing that all under the table, but then at the meetings, and, they're having their little pie and cookie socials. Okay. HOAs. HOAs. Um, no, so the other thing that you brought up that, that triggers something in my mind is as I was coming here, um, I stopped for gas just on the east side of Evangham. And I stopped at a quick trip. And I pull up and there's a nice, there's a, there's a van at the pump next to mine. And it, I thought it was one of those prisoner transport vans. You know, it had the logo on it and shit, but it wasn't. I looked closer at it. This was a United States federal um, 
fugitive retrieval like van. Nice. These guys were like the bounty federal nice. government bounty hunters going out to like retrieve yeah. you know fugitives and shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, oh man, this is something a little bit more higher class. You know, there's a, the guy in the passenger seat, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, as I'm going into the quick trip to use the restroom and get a get a water, um, this guy's coming out, and I have never seen a meaner looking human being. This guy, he looked like Michael Chiklis from The Shield. He, yeah. was, he was short, stocky, and built. I right. mean, just built, right? right? Bald. So you got the got the the Oakley sunglasses on and everything. He had the look, but he had so much tactical shit. He had like a freaking utility belt. Good for him. And then the shit like like on his like thigh utility belt. He had so many things hanging off the. the freaking giant gun and then the canister of this and that and whatever and i'm like holy shit and he was walking with a purpose back to that van so somebody out there if you're a fugitive from the united states government you happen to listen to this you don't want this guy coming after you but i I, but he had the logo on his van and that's what good for i don't know why that triggered that but it was awesome probably a cooler (laughs) logo than the hoa guy does yeah well maybe Uh, oh anyway well why don't we well okay before we get into that I'm enjoying this, actually. I'm digging it. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, it, 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 my read on it. Okay. It's a very, it's a Maduro. It's mm-hmm. a very dark appearing cigar. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 ha- it has an oily look to it. And walk by, you would look at it and go, that cigar is going to knock me on my ass. And it's surprisingly kind of medium-ish yeah. at most. <laughs> There's definitely some there you go. peppery spice um, to the retro hail. I, but, yeah. it, 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 it's burning even. Yeah, it's got a nice a nice burn line to it. Um, I this is another one I'd do again. I'm I'm enjoying this thing. It's I got, am too. It's got just a little flavor that I can't denote what exactly it is. Uh, I don't find it unpleasant. It's it's a cigar that would scare you, but surprise you that it's not the way it looks. Yeah, I'm I'm I that makes expected sense. a much heavier smoke to it. It's I'd say a nice medium body. You know, nice retro. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like it's nothing that. That, yeah, it's not bad at all. I'm I'm really digging it. Yeah. Um, I know that the uh, rod, you're going fast. Rod, too, well, I've been talking less. Yeah. Than well, you. I yeah. You know, you're the guest, so I've been. Oh, is that letting, it? I've been letting you speak. Yeah. yeah I've got exactly. years of shit to say. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No, um, I, I'm no, enjoying this. But I, I'm I'm digging this cigar. Rod, so. Rod did well for us. He did. So all right. All right. Let's do this now. It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment <laughs> Report. Brought to you by Villiger. Villiger Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. I keep trying to remember to blow up. That's all right. I but just. <laughs> Is what it is. I didn't All know right. that when I selected the seat. I uh, swear. Yeah. I, well, I'm sure. I swear I didn't. Yeah, you have a birthday coming up, don't you? I do. <laughs> Enjoy it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right, Villiger. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's time for the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report. Um, I don't know. Have you been? You want wait? me to take this? I'm going to tie it to what you just talked about. Okay. No, you're going to you're, you're look at this, the guy. This will be interesting. Damn, that guy's brilliant. How do you do that? I don't know. Last night. You sat and you watched a TV show with us for a I while. I did. Huh? I did. 
It's on, I believe the network is Reels, R-E-E-L-Z. It's the number one show on Reels. Okay. And it's the show that's keeping Reels on the air. Okay. It's hosted by Dan Abrams, who's the legal whatever it is on ABC. And it's called OP Live, On Patrol Live. Mm -hmm. Basically cops. Basically. They embed cameramen with police in like nine communities around the country. It's like if you took cops in Red Zone, the Red, jo- Red Zone go. channel, where they where they bounce around to different games when shit's about to happen. Something's going on. Let's go to yeah. Toledo. So it's like in this right. case, they're they're different departments, and they're like, okay, let's move over to you know Daytona or right. whatever. So yeah. they, they go Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Toledo, someplace in North Carolina, some couple of places in South Carolina, Daytona Beach, um, the county outside it. Yeah, and then someplace in California. Anyway, yeah, we we watch that, and it's on every Friday and Saturday, and it's and it's semi live. You cannot convince me they don't have a, a bit Some of sort a, of delay. They have to, yeah, because there are instances where cops get shot. You know, and 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 they'll go somewhere, and they'll say, okay, we're going to cut away from this because this this looks like a bad episode. You know, something's going on, so they'll go. You know, from we're going to cut away from Toledo. We're going to go back to. You know, yeah, Haven, Arkansas, and you watch that show, and my God, you couldn't arm police enough to put up with the shit that they put up with. And I know some of your listeners are going, "Oh, oh here you go, yeah, no, here, no. here I go." <laughs> there are people out there who do stupid things. Uh-huh. All right, all right, you make a mistake. I'll give you that. All right. I think the whole, the whole thing. There, there are different levels of bad. There's you just did something stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to have a new place to put them. We need to put them in timeout. All right. Okay. Let's build facilities called timeout houses. So not quite jails. You did some stupid shit. We're going to put you in the timeout house. Yeah. And you're going to sit there for three or six months, and you're going to think about it. <laughs> and then if you did something. That's criminally intended, and you did it maliciously and, and whatever, you go to jail. Then if you do something that's just really bad, evil, you go to prison. Yeah. Okay? Okay. If you do something evil and it's irrefutable proof, if we have you on video killing somebody, yeah, you're done. There's no oh, room. See, okay. There's no room on this plan for evil. We we I I may have said that I I know I said this on the show because I know I talked about it with um I'll oh, give you an example fuck, in a minute, but go what ahead. was it? It was it was something with I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was uh the Jared documentary when right. I was watching that. Anybody who does anything with kids if it's proven, kill them. You just, you kill, kill them. them. You just it's all up, take it, them out. It, 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 if there's one message to give everybody right now, it's yep. all about the kids. I'm sorry. Yep. Give them a give them a chance. It's all about the kids. Protect them, take care of them, nurture them, educate them, and give them the best shot they have at life. All right. So if you've got somebody who is just without question evil, I give you ninety days to get out of it. I give you ninety days to prove absolute proof that you didn't do it. Otherwise, sometime in that ninety-one to hundred days, we're going to take you yeah, out. Yeah, we're going to take you out. You can be walking through the court through the yard of prison and. Done. Uh, see, I don't even want that. No, we want to, I, I we want want to, to surprise be... you like you surprised your victim. Ah, uh, see, I don't want the surprise. No, I want him to know it's coming. Well, that that's 
you're better than I am. More <laughs> no, no, no. But I want to know I'll, I'll, give, it's I'll give you an example. I'm going to tie this back to OP Live. Okay. Nothing annoys me worse. And I'm going to have a challenge for your listeners. Oh, boy. Nothing annoys me worse than when a cop pulls somebody over for a traffic infraction. And he walks up to the car. And that guy takes off. And, yeah. And here there you are. There was one that we just watched it last every night. Week, yeah, yeah, every week. Every week. I'm watching this show. And every week there's five or six of those. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, you dumb son of a bitch. You went from a speeding ticket or something. And now you're. That guy at, didn't have his headlights on. The one we watched last night. And he now was you're driving got a, with his headlights on. He's going to get a warning for that. And now he's got this. So here's the thing. Now, now granted, you know he probably had something in the car that probably. They always do. Yeah. So here here's the thing. High speed chases shouldn't happen because you're putting everybody in danger. All right. The way the cops stop them a lot of times is with stop sticks. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, yeah. They didn't use them last night. And, and there's two ways to do them. They either take, and these are things that fold up and they got little punctured little needles. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they unfold them and they lay them across the road. And there's a rope, you know, a cord. And the car rolls over it and it's a slow puncture of the tires. So the tires slowly go flat and the car can't be controlled. Yeah. Cops catch them. They either do it one of two ways. They throw them across, they string them, or they lay them out there, and the cop stands on the shoulder, and he pulls the cord. When that car comes, he pulls it in front. Okay. Today, here in Indianapolis, there is a walking pile of feces going to court because he and his buddy stole a car in Sykeston, Missouri, months ago, came up I-70, up 57, up I-70 into Indianapolis, and out by the airport... The police, the state troopers were doing a high-speed chase. Okay. There was a young patrol, a young state trooper, 30-ish, was standing on the shoulder about to deploy the stop sticks. And that crap driver turned and hit him on purpose and killed this young man. All right. Yeah. We have proof. We have proof because cops were chasing him and it's on their dash cams. Yeah. And those traffic cameras on the, on, they show it. We're watching news, and they stop it right before the young man gets hit and killed. Our guard. But you have absolutely no doubt. He did it. He did it on purpose. He swerved, and he hit that trooper on purpose, yeah. and he crashed right afterwards, and they captured him. Tell me why he even has to go to court. Okay, that's my first question. The answer is obvious. I mean, I know. I, no, I the have, answer. I, logically, I, I have the answer. You know the answer. He but, should be yeah. taken out of the planet. You know, There's we, no room on this planet for somebody like him. Yeah. But here's my other challenge for everybody. Yeah. Every time I see this stuff, every time I see a cop out there, and there was an episode on OP Live about three weeks ago, same thing happened. This cop threw stop sticks, and the son of a bitch turned, and he hit the cop, ran over him, and the cop's in the hospital with multiple injuries. Well, he's not, yeah, you know, I mean, broken back and everything else. You yeah. know that. You have a car roll on you, it's going yeah, to leave a bruise. It's going to yeah. leave a bruise. There has to be a better way to stop cars. I know if you have OnStar, they can turn the car off. In well, a car. that's that. But yeah, okay. most cars don't, all right? Yeah. There has to be some method. And I don't, you know, I'm not a genius. I'm not an engineer. There ought to be some way, instead of putting the cop's life in jeopardy and putting these stupid sticks out there and at jeopardy of getting hit and killed, as we're seeing, as we have a trial going on today, they ought to be able to zap it with some sort of electromagnetic charge that, you know, fries the car's engine. I don't care what it is. There's got to be a way to stop a car to protect others because well, so, they hit other people too. So, so OnStar, um, is that, is that's that general, that's, well, that's, general Mo- that's General Motors only. 
Okay, so that that's owned by General Motors. I don't know if they're owned, but they have this but it's, it's exclusive only contract with General Motors vehicles, well, and it costs so much a month to have it. And uh, but even if you don't pay that as the owner of the vehicle, they still have access. Like if the cops want to shut down your vehicle or something like. I believe you may be correct. I don't the, know that. I, I think OnStar still sure. has a link to your vehicle. But how fast can they act? If there's a high speed chase going on right now, boom, boom, can. I, how fast? I don't know. But see, okay. But then that leads me to my my question, which is, why can't we have, if if the United States government, and I'm not, and you know, I'm not in favor of a whole bunch of overregulation and legislation, but if the United States government can force car manufacturers to install seat belts for every seat, right? So many, you know, um, uh, uh, airbags, hell regulate the weight of the vehicles and 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 that's why we got so much <laughs> fucking plastic and shit in our vehicles and everything now so now we're you putting know. thousands of pounds of batteries in the bottoms of the cars and are weighing more than in, uh, that's another topic Go anyway on. so okay if they can regulate all that why can't they say okay there needs to be an on star for yeah. everybody not not Somehow. necessarily on star but uh, an on star like type thing you want me to know want me to answer how come why not and, and it would regulate everybody, and then that way the cops would have access oh, to every vehicle. That, oh, no, that's Big Brother. You can't go do that because everybody would sue and say, oh, no, you can't do that. Can't Big Brother us. And it would cost, it would take the cost of the car up. Well, and, everything's taking the cost of the and car the more up you char- And the more it costs to manufacture a car, that's the less money you can pay the UAW workers who just now screwed all of the consumers because they're getting more money and they went on strike and they got 25% more income over four years. And you know where that's going to be passed on to the price the, of the, the car. Consumers. And the We're going to consumer. be paying for it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, where do you stop it? But the point I'm getting at is if there are any brilliant engineers in your listening audience, which there's gotta be one, you would think, I mean, I'm familiar with some of your audience listeners and I'm, I would say some of my uh, audience yeah. listeners, uh, you know, I'm not going to rely on them to answer I question, question how we get out of bed, but there's yeah, gotta, exactly. there, there has to be a better <laughs> method of stopping a vehicle in a high-speed chase than stop sticks because people are dying. Yeah. That was one of the ugliest videos I ever saw. And this is a young man here who's no longer around. He was just, I think he just got married or just got engaged. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you look at the guy that killed him, and he's just dead in the eyes. Yeah. So so to your point about that van yeah. with the federal whatever on it, Yeah. what did that guy do and why is he still here? That's what I want to know. We need, to equip, question. we need to equip our cops like they do in Europe. You walk through the airport in Germany. Yeah. I'm telling you, say, you don't fuck with anything. You don't even <laughs> you don't even look like you want to plan. Yeah. Because those cops are walking around in, in, in military garb carrying a rifle. And this rifle can take you. And it, people do things for two, basically two reasons. Enjoy, for enjoyment and fear. All right? Yeah. You drive fast because it's fun, but you slow down because you don't want to get caught. Yeah. All right. I don't understand why somebody would want to kill somebody, especially like that. You're not going to get away. Give me a break. Yeah. And and it's like. Well, you've just turned a, 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 a multi-state car theft into now a straight up, you know, first degree murder charge. Correct. And you know who's going to be paying his room and board forever? Yeah. The people of Indiana because it happened in Indiana. Yeah. I have a problem with that. You know, we're chasing budgets in Washington, D.C. Well, let's just cut out the crap. Yeah. You know, let's stop housing people who don't belong. No. 
I, I, there's, I, look, there's, a, there's an island someplace. I know you want to own an island. I do. There's an island someplace out in the middle of Nowhereville. Yeah. If you go to Africa and you kind of hang southeast. Yeah. And it's kind of like way down there, not quite Australia and yeah. North. Put them there. Well, see, that's how we got Australia in the first place. Good luck. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even talking amenities. I'm not talking infrastructure, well, I'm just saying, I'm just utilities. Saying. Just put them on the island. Well, Australia but, was what? The British penal colony. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, see how that worked out. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> we got so, Aussies. So, but, that, but, that's, but that's, to back to the Villiger, that's what I've been watching. And, and, and we record it and we watch it again. It's, it, it, it's, sadly, it's entertaining. You know, you see the direction are doing stupid shit. It you know? was entertaining. I mean, there was the guy that had the you goat in his it, backseat. It's like a train wreck. You got to watch it. Yeah. And it's the number one show on reels. And, but, but you got to look at stuff like that and you take the lesson from it and you're going, what did we learn here? And the answer is you got a lot of people driving without driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people doing stupid stuff who feel indignant. You have a lot of people who think they know the law better than the cops because they jump out saying, you can't arrest me. You can't do this to me. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need to give you my name. I'm, a, I'm recording this, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Holding their phones, recording yep. the cop. And it's like, I don't need to give you my, yeah, you do need to give them a name. Uh-huh. And it's like, who the hell do you think you are in the scheme of everything? Because all of us, everybody, listeners included, all we are are dingleberries on the ass of a planet in the universe. When you're gone, you're gone. You're no more important than the next guy. I'm sorry to say. That's all right. Neither am I. And it's like, who do you think you are? And we need to get back to that where it's like, no, don't give me a 15 second TikTok thing. You're an idiot. Get out. Yeah. And and there's our problem, and this show emphasizes that on a weekly basis. So if anybody has Reels TV, watch it next week and call the Ask the Boys thing and give an opinion on what you think on how we can stop high-speed chases and where do you think we ought to put stupid people, people who made a simple mistake, and people there's irrefutable proof. There's a woman the other day. She shot her kids. It's on like, the show that said no, that no, was, no, 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 okay, no. This is a new say, story like, someplace else in the country. Like, I read that. that. Seems pretty, she pretty shot, intense she for that shot, show. I, I think it was like a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Ah. She shot and killed her children. Why is she still upright? Yep. No. Exactly. No. That's exactly so, it. So, yeah. We shouldn't be spending money on vans, driving them around. They should be put someplace and it's like, there you are. That's it. That's Done it. with you. Okay. There's your Villiger report. OP Live. I, OP Live. And other than that, I watch way too much news and Formula One. I was going to say, well, yeah, I, I, I okay, watched, so there yeah, was the I'm, Las Vegas I'm, I'm, race. I'm down, to, I'm down to Formula One now because IndyCar season's over and yeah. IMSA's wrapped up, and now I'm forced to watch Max Verstappen win everything and complain. <laughs> They're cheating, but we haven't figured out how. I love that. <laughs> I love that line. So, yeah, yeah, the race in, the race in Vegas. Race in Vegas. Yeah. That was a big deal, or seemingly. Ferrari got a $2 million damage to their vehicle because oh, yeah. somebody didn't glue the plate down, the water cover in the in the strip. So, yeah, I love that. I'll be curious to see what, you know, and, and I'm sure they'll have all the, the fencing and the whatever taken down by the time I get yeah, out, there out there for TPE in January. But, you know, I would think there'd be some sort of, like, remnant that only, you'll be able to notice. The only know? thing you will see is where they built the grandstands and the pits. Well, that's I'm probably that, not that, even going to go over that. That's a construction. That's a structure they built. Yeah. All of the, all of the everything else. Well, the strip will look a lot nicer, I would imagine. One half of it. They, one they, half. they asphalted <laughs> one half of the strip, from what I read. So, so yeah, it'll, yeah, yeah. it'll, yeah. it'll be a little different, but yeah. Hmm. So that's what January. Mm-hmm. January and, when? Uh, January. 
I feel like I go out there the thirtieth. Oh, the, toward the end. All right, and come back the that right. first weekend to that uh, first Saturday. Of September. Okay, so you're going out there or, when I get uh, when February. I get back from Florida because I'm in Florida. I think the twenty sixth through the 29th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, passing that right. way. All right. But uh, yep. So no, that's when TP is. And in terms of me and the Villager report, I haven't watched anything um, because you know I had my son through the week and then you know dropped him off and then. Came out here, and I really haven't watched anything. However, I have been burning through a podcast that when Luke was on, he recommended it. It's called uh, Crooked City, Youngstown, Ohio. And it's all about the history of Youngstown, Ohio, with the mob influence and everything, but then also Congressman Jim Trafficant. And 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 right. his influence and how he his rise to power and all the trouble and whatnot he ended up getting into. And I have, I think, maybe five minutes left of the last episode. And um, it's been really, really interesting to hear how, you know, Youngstown, Ohio has has through the years dealt with um, just all sorts of various hardships. I mean, you know, that used to be. Uh, steel, a lot of steel plants right. and everything there. They had the General Motors plant there, and uh, then those got shut down. And that, and just it, it's it's been very interesting. I've been I've been liking that. That whole area of the country has gone through that. Yeah, yeah. I'm that not familiar. Rust Belt. I, I've, I've been they, to Youngstown. I yeah. remember being there, and yeah, I don't know all the stories as you're getting on the podcast, but yeah, it, it's that whole steel industry and that whole area has gone through some hard. A lot problems. of racketeering going on there and yeah. everything. So. Yeah. It was I. It was really neat, um, and uh, just some of the stories that are in this. But but what's funny, and the reason that Luke even brought it up when he was driving to Pulpit Fest, he was listening to this in the car. Right. And in one episode, they're interviewing somebody who was involved in this, and he was at uh, at a prison in Terre Haute, and he was passing Terre Haute, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, as that as that was uh, taking place. So anyway, right. well. Then why don't we now hear about my monthly cigars? This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... 20% 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. Hey guys, while you're over there at MyMonthlyCigars.com, uh, make sure you check out uh, the fucking good coffee. And, uh, you know, consider uh, My Monthly Cigars as a, as a Christmas gift. Maybe maybe you want somebody um, to receive a nice little... It's, it's, the, it's, like, it's the gift that keeps giving all year long. You get that nice box of cigars every month in the mail. And when you register, make sure you put your phone number in there. Yeah. And Nick Gervais will give you a personal call and thank you for signing up. I like that idea. I think we it's can, a holiday thing. I think we can. Yeah. I like, I think we, St. Nick will call you and thank you for your purchase. St. Nick Gervais. Not yeah, Saint, exactly. Not you, St. Nick. Not me, St. Yeah. Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that a lot of times from what I've heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> he'll have Bill, Bill Burr do it. That's what he'll do. You know what's funny? <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Bill Burr could walk in right now, sit right there, and I wouldn't know who the hell he is. I mean, Makes I would. a big but, deal about yeah. Bill Burr. It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't know him no more than whoever. And it's like, 
for Nick Gervais to be all little girly about <laughs> Bill Burr, like really? Oh, this is so <clears throat> you're great. At that, you're at that point in your life where that's it. I mean, I know. I hey, you know. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the good well. comedians are all gone. There's nobody funny anymore. Oh. You know, there's Stephen Wright was he was good. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg. He died. He died a number of years ago. There's, I, there's, when, oh, there's when, an Irish guy that I see things on Instagram every once in a while, and he cracks me up. Um, and there's a little guy, Brad Williams, little little little, little guy, little little L- guy, L-I-L, he, little. micro. He's micro. He's a micro. He's a, he's micro. Um, he's funny. I like his little clips. I did watch one of his specials on Amazon. And uh, that was a lot raunchier than I expected based upon the clips that I'd seen. So that was a little different. And uh, that was uh, at times a little much. But the comedians I always like, and, and, and everybody's going to go, oh, really? To me, comedy died when Robin Williams mm-hmm. committed suicide. That guy was a good comic to me is not somebody who memorizes jokes and stands in front of an audience and recites them. And somebody that can just be funny. You put You put him... Somebody like like you know Dom DeLuise was yeah. a, you know, obviously a gen- different generation. You can take a good comic like Robin Williams, drop him someplace, and just stand back, and he'll play the audience. He'll ask something, and you don't know where he's going, but everything is funny. And he he's a situational comic that can take anything and make it work. Yeah, to me that's comedy. Somebody who just has jokes and recites them, like Jerry Jerry Seinfeld. Boy, am I going to be unpopular right oh, now? Oh, you are this. <laughs> Here, oh boy! Here's where you put a flush handle on your Villiger report. Worst show ever mm. is Seinfeld. Oh, just this a is bunch, a hot take. Well, I I don't like New York anyway, but whiny people just live in their life. I found absolutely, and Janet loved it. She'd watch. Yeah, and I'd leave the room. I can, I don't find anything funny at all about Seinfeld. Oh, the only thing I like about him is he's into classic cars. Yeah, he's a big Porsche guy. But not funny because it's all script. Yeah. I don't want script comedy. I want people who can find something about life on the spot and make fun of it. And okay. that, that was Robin Williams. So when he when you know, when he did what he did, and I understand he had physical There was a lot issues. to that. Yeah. Well, he had physical issues and whatnot. And God love the man. But um, I don't I don't want you, know, you got recited jokes. Just give me the paper. I'll read them my own self. Yeah. I, I want a good comedic genetic comedy and Seinfeld's that Seinfeld is just, it was his, his, it's just a scripted crap. So, so there you go. There hate, you go. hate me forever. Everybody. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There's your Villiger thing. Seinfeld should never been put on the air oh. <laughs> ever. Okay. Then. Well, okay. I mean, I don't hate yank. It. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. Unplugged. But in all fairness, I've never. I've said on here, I'm not the biggest Seinfeld guy. See, there you go. You know, I all just, right. So I'm not, not wrong. It's, it's, I, right. I'm not saying I hate it, but I'm not the biggest Seinfeld I'll go guy. Now. Okay. Well, in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. I'm also on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners Group. You guys can get in on that fun. We've had a couple of people get in on that. And actually, while you're in on that. Right now, we're taking nominations, I think. I think think we're still in nomination time. Hang on. I should have known this beforehand, and I didn't, and uh, that's on me. Um, Where is that email? Um, There it is. 
we're taking nominations through November 27th for the uh, 2023 Parishioners Top 10 Cigars of the Year. So now is the time to get into the Parishioners group. You'll go there. There's a post that's pinned to the top, and it has the form. You can go in there and nominate your uh, top cigars for 2023. No real criteria. It's not It's not one of those things where it has to come out in 2023. It can be something that maybe is just smoking really, really good to you in 2023. Top cigars of 2023. Go there. Fill that out, and uh, we'll progress from there. The voting period will run from December 1st through December 8th, and so you'll want to be in in the group so you can uh, participate in that. And then from there, um, we'll be announcing those winners. And then I'm on Twitter slash X, where I don't really do really anything. YouTube, where you can watch us. And um, Ask the Boys, I still have that hotline issue. I, some people called in, so I guess if you want to try calling in, it's area code 863-874-0000. Um, I'm going to figure it out, but uh, yeah, we'll be I'll be announcing kind of the, the next generation of the Ask the Boys thing uh, here soon. So anyway, um, and then in terms of the Grand Habano. You know what I just realized? What's that? I have to. If, if I recall right, you had somebody call in one time and said that when you get old, you become one of two types of old guys. Yeah. The type who crab about everything and bitch about this and that. Yeah. Or that old guy who takes his clothes off and runs around family events. <laughs> yeah. I think we know which type you've fallen into. Good. And I think, <laughs> and I, think I was going to say, or otherwise, I have to get invited to somebody's somebody's family. Maybe based off of the maybe last I can get an invitation to one of the neighbors' of family get-togethers. Yeah, I think based off the last couple episodes <laughs> I've done with Pinky, I think we know which type I'm going to fall into as well. It's genetics, son. Uh. I'm telling you. And I okay, and this and Pinky is not far behind you. Really? Oh, she no, she's got opinions on shit too. She does. She's, she's fun to nicer listen to her about so. it. What a what a crabby little person she can be. <laughs> And she disguises it with a sweet voice and trying to be nice. She's a crabby little person. <laughs> she has a, she has opinions on shit. You don't want to cross her. I, can, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. That's funny, though. I enjoy those episodes. <laughs> well, um, anyway, so, yeah, uh, I think we know which way that's going to go. Well, final thoughts on the Gran Habano Corojo uh, Maduro. Is that what this is? The Corojo? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm digging it. I like this. I this was too. a really good cigar. Um like you said, construction has held up really well. My burn line is great. Um, yeah, you have more of it. Yours than burned I a lot faster than mine. Well, I smoked it more. You, you again. There's a joke there, and I'm not. You, you putting, talk. I'm not putting it out there. You, you talked. Yeah, I've been puffing know. away. Just true. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Um, but uh, this is a, this is one. I yes, I would. I would. I, I would buy I would, this again. I would go down this road again. Yeah. I don't know what the price was on this stupid thing either. Well, I mean, he, it was not he expensive. Did, he didn't tell me, and he specifically didn't tell me because he said that they sell a lot. And the reason he wanted us to smoke this here at uh, Cigar Haven in Fishers, Indiana, is because um, this uh, cigar, uh, he sells a ton of them. I want to say like eight ninety five. He sells a ton of them. Yeah. And he said that it smokes really, really well for the price point. And he didn't want to tell me what the price point was because... He wanted me to smoke it. I think it was. I, I looked at the box. I think it was eight ninety five. That's not bad. You, know, you get a lot for your money with this, uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we've been going for a little over an hour with it, yep. and uh, oh, you know, is... it's it's been a nice, good, um, slow smoke. Yep. You know, and well, for uh, some of us. Well, 
if you smoke it too fast, you get runs. That's why I've kind of slowed down periodically because you get the little runs in the wrapper here. So I thought you meant you get the runs. Well, that could happen. Some cigars will cause Some cigars it. could have that. Yeah. Oh, speaking like, of which, speaking of which, I have um, one uh, last uh, little bit of, of uh, I, I can't believe I forgot this. I found a piece of news that I thought you would be amused by. Did you know the day after Thanksgiving is now also known as Brown Friday? Yes. Because it's the busiest day of the year for plumbers. Yes. For many plumbing companies, Brown Friday marks the busiest day of the year, averaging 50% more calls than the average Friday. Thanksgiving weekend overall averages 21% more calls for service than the average Thursday through Sunday period. You know what the moral of that story is? What's that? Don't invite family over. There you go. The company Roto-Rooter offers some advice for avoiding Thanksgiving weekend plumbing catastrophes, including keeping fats and cooking oils away from the sink, wiping grease out of pots and pans with a paper towel before washing them, and not putting potential clog-causing foods such as poultry skin, celery, fruit, and potato peels down the garbage disposal. So, there you go. Brown Friday. Or send them outside. It's a thing. Or send them outside. You know, that's true. If you look at it, there are more Roto-Rooter calls to an urban location than there are to rural locations. Uh-huh. Because rural people go outside, urban people go inside, and that causes Roto-Rooter to have their business. Oh. Okay. Anecdotal information, you can share it out you want. There you go. Well, thanks for taking time out. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you say that generously. <laughs> no, this has been fun. And um, hopefully everybody who requested you to come back. Is Especially pretty- a guy in California who said that I should take my clothes off and run around family <laughs> events, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So like I said, folks, be careful what you ask for. It might be bad. I have more topics. Yeah. We will we will combine politics and churches next. Oh God! You know the one. I know exactly and we, which and, one. And we wanted. will talk about autonomous vehicles, and we can talk about electric cars. How that's the demise of society. More to come. All right, guys. Well, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick, and I'm Jim. Dad. Everybody. Whatever. Everybody, stay safe. And stay smoky. And happy Thanksgiving. Very much so. Happy Turkey Day. joined by rod at cigar haven how are you rod doing real good today thanks love the place you have a fantastic shop well pretty fortunate it's been here a long time and when i took over as manager there were just little things to be done the the core of the shop and many of the customers were already there so yeah yeah we have a great selection of cigars thanks what uh one of our claims to fame we've been here actually longer than most of any other shops around here which is nice, but we've also got a lot of space, so we have a lot of good sticks to choose from and a lot of comfortable lounges to hang out in. For sure. Not only do you have the a little bit of seating up in the front area, right. so I guess you know if you're by yourself, you have somebody come in, you can sit and converse sure. and hang out and everything, but then there's a secondary lounge, like a bigger room that I assume is open to the public. Yeah, kind of a game day lounge. Type yeah, there were a couple guys in there working on laptops yeah. and, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then we're back in uh, a room. Now, what is this room? Well, this is called Gene's Cave. Gene started the shop some years ago, and uh, he made this one. It was 
originally kind of a private members thing, but we opened it back up and thought people should get used to, you know, the nicer lounge or the yeah. quieter place and have a locker if they need, you know. Perfect. And then, you know, in terms of, you know, running a shop and things like that, what sort of uh, complications do you have you run into lately? Like, you know, um, I know we talked briefly about online and things like that. We're on the show. We're big into promoting the brick and mortar. Right. We're, we're all about the brick and mortar experience well, because and experience is the key word there. In my yeah. opinion, that's what you're really anybody can buy almost anything online now. Uh, but the fraternity of cigars is really the essence of the experience. The, the whole meet some people you don't know, talk to some buddies you already know, uh, chat even with the, the guys running the shop about what's new or, or uh, why this one's no longer available because this kind of tobacco isn't. You know, it, it, there's a yeah. lot to yeah, there's a lot to chat about. Well, and it's and I don't know. I've met a lot of friends at the cigar lounge because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the the street sweeper or the judge. When you come in, you're sitting around, you're having a cigar. It's that equalizer I agree. experience. I agree. That's what I, I I love the eclectic nature of of uh, here's three retired guys and and one kid that just got off a drywall truck. He's covered, but he wants to come in and get a cigar, and they start helping him immediately. Yeah. It, it's just a very uh, inclusive. You know, many shops I've been in 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 traveling, the inclusive nature of you're an instant fraternity member. That's just so cool. There's always those characters. Every there's those 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 different archetypes at every shop. Oh yeah. There's the there's the know it all. There's the nice guy. There's the jokester. And every shop has one. There are different people everywhere (laughs) you go, but they all have one. And it's fun figuring out. Who's that guy and everything yeah. like that? You're you know? right. There's some prototypes. Exactly. That's yeah. the word. Prototype. Yeah. And so, um, but I also have found that when you get ingrained in a shop and, and you start making friends, that's where that whole thing about, oh, I got a guy for that. That's where you have, there's the networking opportunities that come from it. Certainly networking and, 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 and as you intimated earlier, there's plenty of people still working on laptops and things like that. But the... Uh, you know, these days it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of people involved any longer in uh, their local lodge halls and the, you know, I'm not the fraternity I, I organization. Have, I have nothing things, yeah. against the the Shriners and the Masons and all that stuff. That's that's a, there's a lot of really good history there, but there's so many people that aren't part of that anymore because the families have split up and they've gone all over this the, the country and and uh, this seems like that instant connection type place yeah alluding to what you were kind of saying yeah well we have enjoyed our time here i mean this is my first time coming in i know my dad's been in a hand you know how long have you been coming by here okay he's he's been coming by a while (laughs) industry veteran there you go and so uh but he told me he's you know i've got this place we ought to go over there and uh so we we came by and it's been a really really great experience i got oh, a nice excellent supply of cigars for my drive home so oh. i'm i'm set and ready yeah. well why don't you tell uh how can people find out more about cigar haven well cigar haven located in fishers indiana uh which is the north side of town uh it's kind of a fast growing side of town so there's a lot of people moving in and and, and uh you can find us just a little bit uh 
south of 116th and Allisonville Road. There you go. And then you have a website? Yes, we do. Uh, IndieCigarHaven.com is a website, but we're also on Facebook, and you can see my big mug on there. There you go. So, so. Well, Rod, thank you so much for taking oh, time out. I'm really, really glad you guys came in. It's, no, this has been, been great. Been great. So if you're in the Indiana area, check it out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>